Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Thank you for joining us on Living Relationships God's Way. This is Nancy. We are on episode number 14, The Holy Spirit. We're looking at the names of the Holy Spirit. And tonight we're going to wind up this series with just a little summary. Uh, We won't be as long as we usually are. Uh, This is something, if you'd like to listen to more, just go back into our past episodes. There are... uh, total of, let's see, we see in our lineup there is a total of three prior to this episode tonight. So thank you for joining us. Uh, If you would like to get in touch with me, you can get in touch with me at relationshipswithnancy at gmail.com. But please know I won't be replying to any email during our talk, but I'll try my best after the talk. So also, if you happen to drop a call, say you're listening to us on your phone and now there's just a problem with your your phone or something goes on out there or someone's talking to you and you need to check out, you can always check back in. Even though we're live is what will happen, you will just be able to pick right up uh, where I am at that moment. You can't rewind. You'll have to wait and go back to listen to the past episodes. But you'll be able to just check in and catch up with us right where we're at. So I'd like to share a few other instructions before we move on. Uh, if you're listening by phone, all phones are muted. Everything right now, if you were to talk to me, that means I'm not able to hear you. Um, your lines are muted. Even if your phone is unmuted, uh, I will not be able to hear you. I have my system on this end on mute. I know I've had someone talk to me about that before and ask me a question and said they were trying to speak to me as I was talking at the beginning, and uh, I just didn't answer them. Well, that's because I have all phones on mute. The reason for that is, um, yeah, I would be able to answer some questions in between as we're moving along, and, and that would be something that would be simple for me to do. But the problem is then we come up with a lot of background noise going on, and everyone's sitting with their phones in a different background noise. So we'd like to keep this as clear as we can. Um, I'll open the lines at the end of the talk. If I see on my line here, um, I have a little, oh, what should we call it? I have a little chat here, and it shows a list of people that are online, whether you are on the phone or you are on the web listening. So I will be able to tell from that if I see a list of people sitting there uh, waiting in the queue is what I'll do at the end. I'll just unmute. Otherwise, 
just email me at relationshipswithnancy at gmail.com. Um, if you are listening on the web, there is an optional chat located on our page. You may post your questions and comments on the chat, and I'll answer those at the end of our talk. But once in a while, if I see something and it really applies to what we're talking about at the moment, I'll jump in there and I will answer it on the line for you. I may not answer it in the chat, uh, in writing, but you will hear me verbally. Uh, please remember this call is recorded. Comments and questions will not be removed. When this call is finished, it automatically is placed on iTunes and shared across many social media platforms and may be downloaded by anyone around the world who has access to an internet connection. So to place that in simple language for you, as what that means is when this call is done and I check out, I click off my recording, and I hang up my phone and close down my tech here. When I tell it to stop, the recording is automatically going to go on its way to iTunes. And that means if you've been on the line with me and you've been chatting with me, that also is recorded. So I don't have it set up that uh, you would be edited out, okay? I'd just like to let you know that ahead of time. Uh, we try our best to work on relational integrity on this line so everyone knows how this call operates. Uh, if you are listening to this recording at a later date, if you're on YouTube, Google+, or received our talk from a friend and you'd like to check out our past episodes, go to www.talkshoe.com. Yep, that's Talk Shoe, like a shoe on your foot. Talkshoe.com and place Living Relationships God's Way in the search bar and this will bring up our page. And when you see that page, you'll see a list of all of our past episodes, they're all numbered and they are dated. And you can also do the same thing on past episodes. I'm always open to hearing from you at relationshipswithnancy at gmail.com. And just a reminder that I use every single week is I do have an expectation. You know, some expectations are a little bit too high. Some people set that bar so high, there is no human that can reach that. But this is an expectation that I have, and it's more a rule. Any dialogue that we have uh, together, whether it's through email or verbally by phone or even face-to-face, -face, uh, I request that we both speak to each other with respect. It's just a simple rule that I have uh, for us. So let's just dive into our summary here. The first week on the names of the Holy Spirit, we looked at the revealer of spirit and truth. Throughout God's word, we see, especially in the New Testament, that the Holy Spirit is the revealer of God's truth. We used a few illustrations uh, for revealing. For instance, uh, someone being in a dark dark room and they can see nothing around them. It is just dark. And then when you flip on the light, now you can see everything that's around you. If you're in a living room, you can see the lamp, you can see the sofa, you can see the color of the walls, you can see the TV, whatever is in that room. You can see if that room is a mess and you can see if that room is very, very clean. The room is now revealed. That's how the Holy Spirit works in our life. Uh, we use an example of if you're reading along in God's Word 
and it's a passage that you have read before. You've looked at it a lot. Um, you've taken notes on it. You've sat in classes uh, with this uh, study, with this one area. I mean, you have studied it up and down. And all of a sudden, one day, you're sitting there. Maybe you're sitting outside on your swing. And you're sitting there, and your Bible's in your lap, and you start reading this passage. And all of a sudden, you see something new. That, my friends, is how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit is revealing another truth in the Word. Uh, let me use this as an example. Uh, look, I'm looking at Mark chapter 1, starting at verse 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Right? Now, say this is a passage you've, just, you've read it uh, off and on. And now you're sitting down again. Maybe it's the hundredth time. I don't know. But you're sitting down again, and you're just reading through it because someone said, okay, our class this next week, I'd like you to read Mark 1. And so you get to this part, and you're thinking, oh, wow, I know this already. And all of a sudden, you notice verse 20. Without delay, he called them, okay? Jesus called them and left, and they they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Let's look at this. They left their father. Zebedee is their father. They just left him. They walked away. Now. They made that decision now. There was no, no delay. So maybe there was a time that you read through Mark 1 and you didn't notice that. But now you are noticing it. That's a simple way of explaining that the Holy Spirit is the revealer of spirit and truth. Uh, the Holy Spirit unveils, discloses, uncovers. He draws away the veil to give us understanding of truth. The Spirit draws back the curtain of understanding. Uh, Let's use this. You are attending your church on a Sunday morning and you're sitting in the usual Sunday morning service and you are hearing the pastor speak to you and everyone is hearing the same message. But that one message can reveal a truth to each person in the room that speaks to them differently. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of truth, of spirit and truth. 
So because we have received Jesus Christ, if we have received Jesus Christ, we now have the Holy Spirit within us. And the Holy Spirit is revealing the truth to us. Maybe it's something that you've read before in God's Word. And all of a sudden, you're back there reading it again, and you go, wow, that's not the way I understood that. I need to read that again. I was off a little bit in that area. Hmm, I didn't have that exactly right. The Spirit is revealing the truth to us. The Holy Spirit is unveiling the truth, disclosing, and uncovering. Now, I'm going to stop right there on episode 11, The Revealer of Spirit and Truth. And you can go back to episode 11 and listen to uh, that episode in its entirety. Like I said, this is a summary, so I don't want to repeat the entire teaching. Okay, episode 12, we camped out at the Holy Spirit, our guide. The Holy Spirit is our guide. As you are going about your day, each one of us, we received Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit resides within us, and we're just going about our day. And we know we're to go into this direction, not that direction. Or we know we're to pick up the phone and call a certain person and ask a very simple question question. Are you okay? Are you all right? Or calling someone and saying, is there something I can do for you? Is there something I can help you? And on the other end of the line, they say to you, hey, you called it just the right time. For instance, yesterday I was going about my day and it's very, very hot here right now. So I'm trying to start very, very early and I don't have air Um, in my office and where I'm working. Uh, I have one window in my office, so if I put an air conditioner in the office and turned it on on days I didn't need it because I'm in the Midwest, I'd have to pull it out. So right now I am just dealing with the heat. So I started very, very early. I was just going about my day, and I hit a certain point in my day, and I thought, okay, I, I need to step away from my work for a while, and I need to just go outside and take a walk. And all of a sudden, someone is on, was on my mind. And I began to pray for this person. But I was praying specifically some specific words and something for the person's life. And I'm trying not to give away uh, any privacy here. But anyway, I was just praying for them. And so then I got done with my short little walk, and I came in the house, and I came back to my desk, and I started working again, and I forgot about it. And today I received a message from this person, and they shared a little bit what was going on. They weren't even asking me to pray, and I'm looking at this, what they wrote, And I was praying exactly what they needed. It's not because I'm Nancy. It's not because I'm some super Christian out there. It's because I was listening. The old word is heed, King James is. I was heeding the voice of the Lord. I was listening. I was alert. It was just, it was there. And many times, for all of us, not just me, I'm not a super Christian, We don't pay attention to that prompting 
that name that's all of a sudden in our head doesn't mean that I called the person up. I knew that wasn't a time during the day that I was able to call them up. I just began to pray. So the Holy Spirit is our guide. Now in episode 13, uh, 12 kind of ties in with 13. Uh, 12 is our guide and 13 is the Holy Spirit is our intercessor. Uh, so is what was going on here was intercession and listening to the Holy Spirit. Um, For me, I just, I don't know about you, but I get very excited when I have been praying for someone or the Lord shows me a direction to go in and I follow that direction. I follow his guidance. I may follow it through the word. First, it usually starts with, um, I may be working on a project because I'm very project-oriented because I travel, and, um, and I write. So that's, each book is project-oriented. Um, I'll use my book on community that I'm writing right now. Our first one we launched was A Heart That Seeks Him. That's available on Amazon, a little plug for myself there. But the second one that I'm working on right now is on community. That won't be the title. We'll share that later when we launch the book on community. Uh, but the other day I was working on another project, and I set it down, and I was sitting here, and I'm having a cup of coffee, and all of a sudden, it was like the missing piece popped up in my mind. Now, that wasn't me, because I wasn't looking for it, and I switched where I was at in my, on my computer, and I moved into the document that I had been working on community where I was stuck, and the Holy Spirit guided me every step of the way. I had, I think, nine chapters listed, and I went through the titles, and all it was was two or three sentences that I needed to add and move them around, but I knew exactly what to do. But I had also, prior to that, when I was having problems with it, I asked the Lord, Lord, I'm having problems with this. Instead of beating on it, I'm just going to put it away for right now. I still have time to work on it later. I'm going to put it away, and I'm going to come over here, and I'm just going to give that to you because I was getting rather frustrated. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, just like when we open God's Word, all of a sudden, yep, I said that three times, now four, all of a sudden, I knew the answer. The Holy Spirit was my guide. Now let me read John 16, 5 through 15. This is what uh, the Holy Spirit as our guide was based on. This was the scripture, the one scripture that I used. But now I am going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away And here it is. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So this is Jesus talking to the disciples. He's speaking to them. He's having a conversation with them. And he's letting them know, this is how it's planned, boys. This is how it's set up. i got to leave. And once I leave, that Holy Spirit will be here for you. But the Holy Spirit cannot come. And we're talking about the guide tonight. So we'll say the guide, okay? The Holy Spirit as our guide cannot come unless I leave you. And if I do go away, then I will send him to you. And this is found in the passage of John 16, 5 through 15. 
Now, let's move into part three, episode 13, The Holy Spirit, Our Intercessor. This really caused me some challenges. I was looking at this. I did a little bit of research. I went quite far on this, uh, but I didn't, it was too much to put in episode 13. That would be a really huge teaching. It could probably be a four-part series all by itself. So I just tried my best to summarize this. But as I began listening to some other teachers on the Holy Spirit, our intercessor, I saw some divisions going on. Uh, They weren't bad, but just an, an awful. But there was a division how one side believed this way and one side believed that way. One side interpreted scripture this way and one side interpreted this way. But there was... Uh, a commonality that I found within any of the studying that I did. And it's what I found they all used and referred to Romans eight twenty six through 27. And I will read uh, this in the Living Bible to you. And in the same way, by our faith, the Holy Spirit helps us with our daily problems. Do you hear that? Daily problems. The Holy Spirit helps us. He is our helper. He helps us with our daily problems. And guess where else? He helps us in our praying. For we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how to pray as we should. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with such feeling that it cannot be expressed in words. Think of someone praying for you. Say you have some problem, something serious going on right now. And you hear someone praying for you. And there is such feeling in those words. Hey, how about I'll use this? This this is this is really just throwing throwing this out there, but um the words I love you. There are people that say, yes, I love you. There can be a wife looks at her husband and said, Honey, do you love me? Yeah, I love you. Or it can be a wife asking, or a husband asking his wife, Honey, do you love me? Yeah, I love you. That isn't said with feeling, is it? The Spirit prays for us with such feeling that it cannot be expressed in words. So it would have such feeling if we could hear it and understand it, we would not be able to explain it in words. I've been in a few, very few conversations in my life that I had no words. In the last couple of years, this has happened a couple of times. And the person looked at me and said, well, I said, I don't have any words. Well, just say it. It's like, I can't. And not long ago, I was talking to a woman that I don't see very often. We were just chatting around, and and she likes to tell me how I, I talk too much. And this is usually my canned answer to anyone that talks to me about thinking that I talk too much. I'll make an offer uh, to you next week. You come to my office. 
I would like you to be with me, especially if it's a writing week um, and I'm doing videos online and I'm writing a lot of copy. I would like you to be with me from Monday to Friday, but you can't talk. You're not allowed to talk. You, you can come in here and you can sit. Because see, is what happens during a week like that for me. And if it's not public, I am sitting here and I am writing. I may be looking uh, I may be looking up on some research, listening to videos. I may call a friend. But I can go two days in a row and have no words to verbally speak. So when we're looking at the Holy Spirit here, prays for us with such feeling that it cannot be expressed in words. There are no words. And as I sh- is why I shared this conversation with you about this woman talking about me, talking too much, was because I also shared with her, and she didn't believe me, that there have been times when I've been in conversation with someone and I had no words to express what I wanted to express to them. I couldn't say it. It just wasn't there. I knew what I was feeling, but I could not say it. So I challenge you from this episode to go back to Romans eight twenty six through 27, and I'll end my summary with the definition for intercession. The action of intervening on behalf of another. Mediation. Negotiation. We also call them prayers of intercession. And this is not about us as an individual interceding, but this is about the Holy Spirit interceding for you. Now, before I end, I picked up a little fact sheet here since we are coming to the end of our series on names of the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you that was just a very, very small, what's that saying? We say tip of the iceberg. That's one we use in the United States. It's a saying that's just a little tip of the iceberg where an iceberg is is huge. But the little tip in comparison is small. That's what we're looking at when we look at the Holy Spirit. So I challenge you as you go through the New Testament, especially the New Testament, and look at how the Spirit is represented. It doesn't always say Holy Spirit, you will see the Spirit moving in the lives of people in the same way the Holy Spirit moves in our lives today. So I have just a little trivia. I don't like to use this word for the Holy Spirit, but hey, I don't think God minds here. Uh, I looked up how many times, some stats here, how many times the Holy Spirit appears. Within This looks like this list was for the New Testament. This should speak to you how important the Holy Spirit is. A lot of times we don't touch this topic in our teaching or in our conversations. Some people are really afraid. They will not use the word, even in conversation, the Holy Spirit. I have watched them default into using the word God or using the word Jesus, but they will not say the word the Holy Spirit. And folks, saying that word is not going to hurt you. Nothing freakish is going to happen. Nothing weird is going to happen. The Holy Spirit is mentioned in the Bible, in the Gospels, get this, 56 times. 
261 passages refer to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is mentioned, now this isn't going to be surprising to many people, the Holy Spirit is mentioned 57 times in the book of Acts. Hey, and get this, 112 times in the Pauline epistles, those books that Paul wrote, 112 times. And in the other books that I have not mentioned, it appears he appears, don't want to say it, he appears 36 times. When we study in the Bible, we learn that the more something, the more times something is mentioned, the more important it may be. For instance, you look at the Gospels. Look at the Gospels, and if you have what we call a red-letter Bible, had mine out the other day because I was looking just for all of the words that Jesus, uh, where Jesus was speaking. And it's what I noticed as he was speaking. I can't remember which book it is, but as he was coming close to uh, being taken to the cross and hung on the cross, as I was just kind of flipping pages is what I found. In fact, I'm flipping them right now to see if I can see it here. Yeah, I'm in the book of John. Okay, I'm up to 17, 18. Starting in John 18, the red letters begin to disappear. It isn't that Jesus isn't there. It's he's no longer doing the majority of the speaking. The word is alive and active. And as I share about the red letters, that means Jesus, there's a lot of them. Jesus was speaking again and again and again and again. He wasn't quiet. He was talking. He was also in conversation and he was healing. And the Holy Spirit was present in the Gospels. The Holy Spirit is mentioned 56 times. And here are a few other names, the Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, the Eternal Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Grace, the Spirit of Glory, the Spirit of Life, the Spirit of Wisdom and Revelation, the Comforter, the Spirit of Promise, the Spirit of Adoption, the Spirit of Holiness, the Spirit of Faith. It doesn't say or use the word Holy Spirit, but this is the Holy Spirit that we were talking about in our past episodes. So I'd like to say thank you for joining us, whether you joined us during the live calls or you're listening to us later on YouTube or iTunes or wherever you're at. Just a reminder, if you're listening there and you'd like to um, download because you can't download what you find on YouTube. But if you'd like to download, you can listen at your convenience on any of your devices and just click in rather quickly. Go to www.talkshoe.com and in the search bar, place Living Relationships God's Way. And our page will pop up and you can check out our past episodes for the Holy Spirit. We will be getting a new series 
next week. And this looks just a little bit simpler to me. It does anyway in my preparation. Uh, We are going to be walking through four weeks of what I call encouraging the global church. So some weeks I'll be talking about how we can encourage the global church because no matter what country you live in, I'm in the United States, but uh, if you're listening to me and you are a person and you live in Africa, one of the countries in Africa, okay, or you live in India, wherever you happen to live, your job is to encourage the global church. The global church is outside of where you live. The global church is outside of where I live. And so maybe one week, I'm still working on this right now, but maybe one week we'll come up with ways how can we encourage the global church. And I'm not going to be speaking to just pastors and leaders here. I'm speaking to all believers in Christ, all who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. How can we as individuals encourage the global church? How can we encourage one another? How can we, as maybe a small group of people, whether you are a small church, a large church, a medium-sized church, whether you are a church that meets under a tree or a church that meets in a huge building or a church that borrows a building from somewhere else or you're a church in, in your own house or someone else's house, how can we encourage the global church? And this, I feel, is something that's very important for us in today's world because we have a lot going on and God's word tells us we are to lift one another up. We are to encourage one another. If anyone ever tells you, and I've had this said to me, no, you need to learn to stand over here by yourself without people around you. You need to learn to just stand with God. Well, you know what? Yes, that is true. When I receive Jesus Christ, he is to be first in my life. When I have a problem, that is who I go to first in prayer and in the Word. Sometimes I flunk that test, but that's where I am to go. But also as community, we are to lift one another up. We are not to be on an island by myself. It doesn't mean that I'm strong if I can go, uh, say, the city that I live in and I know a lot of people that are here that are Christians, that are Christ followers, okay? And I decide I need to practice not being by them, so I am going to segregate myself from other believers so I can learn to stand without them. That's wrong. I believe that is wrong. And that is one of the reasons I felt this is a place we need to go and look at, is encouraging the global church. Even those people that we do not see in countries where it's not safe, We do not see it on videos, but God gives them the same word. And when they can, they are to encourage one another. Think of Paul and Peter when they were in prison. They had people praying for them. They were not with them. They could not be with them because they were in prison. But they were encouraged knowing that other people were praying for them. So what's that old saying? No man is an island. And I'll turn that around a little bit. No woman, no man is to sit 
by themselves. I have had that word come to me for the last five years, and I'm going to say this, that word comes from the pit of hell. When someone who is another believer is trying to separate you from the community, from the body of believers and telling you to grow up and an able or for you to be able to grow up you need to not be around the body of Christ or hang around people that are believers because you need to just hang out with God well I challenge you if you believe I am wrong in what I'm just saying you bring me something in the word of God and I will happy to be uh, take a look at it you can email me at relationshipswithnancy at gmail.com and join us next week when we begin to look at encouraging the global church with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.